We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 289. I'm Rando and I'm flying solo again because Corey had to work today. You know, I'm trying to make that intro a little bit different every time because I always say it the same way, but uh, I don't know. It's probably just entertaining myself than anybody else. Anyway, like I said, uh, this is episode 289. The title of this podcast is Frigid Halloween. Yeah, we're getting ready for Halloween, and we're going to really talk about something coming up next week. But in the meantime... Man, I thought we were going to be done with these 80-degree temperatures for a while. We got to 82, the models and the forecasts and everything showed like a kind of a cold front moving through this week, and we would be in like the 60s and 70s. That never happened. Uh, the closer we got to the the FROPA, F-R-O-P-A's, with uh, weather slang for frontal passage, it just kind of slowed down and stayed west of the area, and that's precisely where it is now, and that's where all this rain is going, because they talked about uh, rain with it, Hurricane Norma, well, what was Hurricane Norma, all that moisture coming in off of Baja uh, and up through Mexico and up through Texas, getting a little bit of that. Uh, big trough in the west. Uh, it's just, it's it's huge. Matter of fact, it's a this huge trough, big low pressure system going all the way down to Arizona, and the jet stream is just flowing, you know, south to the west of that, and back to the north, and just bringing in cold air. Um, it, it's yeah, it's it's pretty wild. It's not. I wouldn't say it's unusual this time of year. I've been talking. All in October. I mean, this is transition month. The, we're going to have these days of, you know, warm weather, and then the powerful cold fronts come through, and then we're going to have warm weather again. And like we have, we've been in the 80s. Um, see, I'm looking at the our weather station. Yesterday, the high was 82.6, and what was it? The, three or four days ago was 87.8. We almost got to 90. I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> it says the month. Uh, yeah, I mean, it cooled down, and like I said, I'm talking in circles because there's lots going on, but um, yeah, that front just stayed out to the west of us, and we were in the warm sector. So, circling back around to what I was saying before, we weren't supposed to be back up in the 80s again with that front coming through and stalling, but it just decided to stay over there. It is continuing there. It's eventually going to kind of edge this way. Um, let me call up the grid. Um, it's, we, we got some stuff to talk about. Um, the grid, 
we're staying in the warm warm sectors. So tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, by the way, I'm recording this on Tuesday at 8 p.m. Uh, so things could change. But uh, the forecast tonight is now calling for a 40% chance of showers uh, and maybe some thunder showers uh, by 11 a.m. tomorrow. Now, this is completely different than this morning because this morning they were saying, yeah, partly cloudy. You know, partly sunny, which basically the same thing, and nothing. Well, now I guess models are kind of you know, wanting to inch that thing a little bit closer, uh, and that's going to tap into the southwesterly flow and any residual moisture from tropical, uh, you know, remnants of Norma. Uh, the high is around seventy-nine, so we're still on that warm side. But check this out: Wednesday night. Those showers, okay, well, let me back up. Wednesday afternoon, tomorrow afternoon, those showers just kind of wind down, and then the sun should come out partially, you know, and that's going to warm us up to 79. We're going to stay rain-free until about, eh, well, after midnight sometime, and then the next big slug of moisture moves in. That that's my October word, slug of moisture. I've been using it a lot. Uh, That moves in Thursday. Chance of showers, perhaps maybe a thunder shower to um, 80%, high around 75. So again, that tells me that we're on still on that western side of that frontal boundary. Thursday night, chance of showers, low 65. That's not very cold, <laughs> you know, for uh, for end of October. Matter of fact, let me just bounce in here. The normal high for the Springfield area for today is 67 and the low is 44. Next week for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, 64 and 42. So we are really, really going down downhill on that. Um, but uh, yeah, so 65 and overnight low Thursday into Thursday night into Friday. Friday's high 80. Uh, And then showers and thunderstorms again developing. This is just, we're stuck in this pattern as long as that front sets up along the area. We've talked about this many, many times before. You get that stalled front, pieces of energy are just going to keep riding and riding and riding and riding along it until it decides to move. So Friday night, chance of showers. Uh, Saturday, showers with some thunderstorms possible after 1 o'clock. The high 67. Ooh, okay. Now, Let's let's talk about that. 67, okay? That's a big difference from 80. So what's happening is we've got a powerful cold front moving in. Now, whenever it decides to move through, right now they're saying possibly Saturday is going to kind of move through. The high 67, (laughs) mostly cloudy skies. Sunday, check this out. Showers likely, mostly cloudy, high near 63. Then... Most all models now are pushing that front through. So Sunday night, showers likely, low around 37. Here we go. Monday, October 30th, chance of showers. Then partly sunny, a high near 50. 50, high 50. Now what that's going to do is reset all of our temperatures. So Monday night, chance of showers, then partly cloudy, low around 32. Now, Halloween is on Tuesday, mostly sunny with the high near 51. But here's the thing. If we clear out those clouds, okay, and that wind slows down, and we got cold high pressure moving in, we are probably going to be looking at our first hard freeze of the year. The hard freeze would be 
temperatures below 32, obviously, usually 28 for three or four hours overnight. That is considered a hard freeze. That's going to stop the um, the growing season, coming into the growing season. And uh, yeah, welcome to fall. Actually, this is the, the temperature is going to be late fall. But again, the high, average high for Halloween is 64, low is 42. So we're going to be way, way underneath that. Uh, yeah. So let's, let's, let me look at these models. Let's do a little, Corey's not here, so I'm not going to make it an official model minute. Uh, but where'd they go? Where'd my models go? There they are. Okay. Uh, not, not an official model minute, but I'm going to look at precipitation. Uh, it's all set up Kansas City down through Oklahoma City right now. I'm uh, going to keep stepping ahead. It remains to the west. And then we've got that slug of moisture moving in on Thursday about noon, which is exactly what uh, the forecast grid was saying. And then that kind of moves out. Another slug moves in Saturday, uh, actually Friday evening. So we're still in daylight saving time. So if you're looking at Zulu or UTC times, you subtract five still. Uh, daylight saving time comes the first Sunday in November. So we will have one more podcast and then we're going to set those clocks back. So we will, uh, which makes it easier for me to look at models because I could just subtract six from it instead of subtract five. That always screws me up. Uh, but then Saturday evening, um, you know, much more. Uh, now the GFS, I gotta, I gotta say this. Okay, this is we always say this. This is not a forecast. When you get out to to 29th, today's the 24th. It, it, it's a trend. We're watching trends, and we've been watching the GFS trend. Some freezing rain, sleet, and snow in northern Kansas, northwest Missouri, and western Iowa. This has been kind of a kind of a, a, a trend we've been watching, and the GFS even tonight has kind of brought that back out again. Um, not here, not looking here, but man, I'm just looking at rain and rain and rain and rain and rain. So we're talking. Uh, according to the GFS now, starting October 28th at about 7 in the morning, so Saturday morning, rain. Heavy, could be heavy at times, according to this thing. And then it keeps going, keeps going, keeps going, and keeps going. And then Monday, basically Sunday night at midnight, that's when the brunt of this cold front is, is supposed to come through, okay? Once that happens, it pushes the rain out. High pressure looks to move in. So now, I'm not going to worry about thermals, except I am going to check what the latest models are saying as of 8 o'clock tonight for the area. So pushing through. All right, the GFS is saying, so 7 p.m. Sunday, 7 p.m. Sunday, uh, 32 to 36 degrees, Springfield to Harrison. Uh, <laughs> and then 33 for Springfield, 34 for Harrison. Wow. Monday morning, Monday morning, 7 o'clock, 29 degrees possibly, uh, 32 for Harrison. And the afternoon high, afternoon high, check this out, 36 for Springfield. Now, I think it's going to be warmer than that. The GFS out this far tends to get a little uh, aggressive, let's say. Um, so you can't really... 
latch on to something. It's too, we're talking seven days out, so we're not going to latch on to it. But like I said, we watch Trends, and then Tuesday morning uh, at 7 a.m., it has, uh, that's a Halloween. Uh, it has Springfield at 26. <laughs> so, yeah, we could be looking at some freezing temperatures. That's bound to change. That's bound to change. So if you like these warm temperatures, um, enjoy them. The next, you know, three or four whatever days because they are going away. We're going to start doing some stuff like that. All right. So is that any? Uh, oh, the other thing I'm starting to see some fall colors. Uh, let me see. Uh, my fall colors drop. Ah, yes. The Greenlawn Cemetery in Springfield is notorious for the trees to turn really, really pretty colors in the fall. Now, I mean, I wish Corey was here. He's probably going to listen to this and yell at me or whatever. But we really haven't had sufficient rainfall. We've had rainfall. I'm seeing colors around. They're not like popping. Maybe I'm not looking in the right place. They don't seem as vibrant as they have been uh, now. And then we're going to have all this rain and then we're going to have a hard freeze and that's going to just all those colors away. Um, so, you know, enjoy it while you can, if you can get out there and, uh, you know, see whatever we got going on. Wow. So that's quite a bit going on. So I'm just telling you, enjoy this weather. Saturday is going to be cooler. Again, this is the forecast grid now says Saturday 63, I think, and then it gets cooler from there. So uh, we're going on. So anyway, uh, let's get to the next segment. Yeah, this one may be ending. <laughs> this may be the last one because honestly, yeah, the ragweeds out there, if I forget to take my antihistamine, uh, for the day by the afternoon, I am sneezing and itchy again. So something is out there. But according to pollen.com, the predominant pollen is ragweed. And uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, today and tomorrow, is medium low. Thursday is going to be low, obviously. Friday, medium low. And Saturday, it says 0.1 on a scale of 0 to 12. So we're going to say none. <laughs> uh, so we, we make kind of semi-retire this segment now. Um, we'll, we'll see if anything's going on next week. But, you know, if it freezes, everything's going to end. The pollen pollen report, uh, ragweed's going to end. Vegetation's just going to kind of slow down. So we'll see. We'll keep going. So that's all I got on that. And But something that is not ending is the next segment. Tropical. 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 It's tropical. Those tropics are still percolating out there, especially in uh, the Atlantic. We have Hurricane Tammy hanging on. Uh, <laughs> hurricane Tammy has been a minimal hurricane, like a Cat 1, for a few days, kind of hanging out there. I mean, not really affecting anyone. Uh, maximum sustained winds as of this podcast, 75 miles an hour. Uh, the storm's been going between 75, 85, you know, just simple little Cat 1. Uh, it's moving northeast, and then on on, on Thursday, it's supposed to turn north, and uh, by Thursday afternoon, it should be a tropical storm, but then after that, it's going to get caught up into some, some different wind flow and turn west, and the forecast for this storm to go right over the top of Bermuda has been pretty consistent. Now, by the time it gets to Bermuda, it's going to be a really low tropical storm. 
if that. So the further north it goes, it, it's going to keep decreasing. So uh, and then kind of take off. So that's all we got going on there. Well, I think we had uh, something going on, uh, like invest tw- tropical depression twenty one or something down near Yucatan. That didn't last long. But check this out: the Pacific. Wow, wow. Hurricane Otis completely bombed out today. And uh hope you remember what we talk about bombing when a hurricane bombs out. Rapid intensification. It went to and is now a category four with max sustained winds of 145 miles per hour. And the last discussion said the rapid intensification is not stopping. So they're saying this thing is going to be a cap five. They're using words like catastrophic, which is kind of, ooh. Uh, And the reason they're doing that, it's right, right off the coast of Southwest Mexico. It's it's going to move on shore. uh, Let me see. uh, Tonight. Yeah, and they're thinking it's going to be a Cat 5 when it moves on shore. Storm surge is going to be incredible, catastrophic. Again, you're using that. And the intensity is just just bombing out. But like the other two hurricanes that came on land, within 24 hours, it looks like Hurricane Otis, bam, it's just going to decompress, be a tropical depression in like a day or two. Um, It's not forecasted to move up, it's going to kind of take a west turn uh, and diminish, and then probably head back out in the Pacific. So we'll we'll look at that. But man, and the only other thing in the Pacific that's going on right now is a little disturbance about thirteen hundred miles southwest of Baja, just hanging out there by itself, going eh, looking around, checking out El Nino because that's kind of where the El Nino uh, areas are, and it's like eh, it's not really going to do anything. So. Uh, the seven-day probability of it becoming something, 20%. It's a yellow X, so we're not even going to really pay attention to that. It's not going to make anything. But Otis, man, if you if you go to the National Hurricane Center and watch this, say, maybe by the time this podcast goes out, it could be a Cat 5. I mean, 155 mile per hour maximum sustained winds is a Category 5, and it bombed from basically a tropical storm to a category four really, really, really fast. So we're going to see if that's going to go on. All right. That's, uh, I think that's what I, all I have for the, for the a block or whatever. Let's get to the weather school this week's weather school. Yeah, we're going to, we're going into November next, next week will be Halloween and, uh, going into November. So we're going to have to start talking about winter precipitation. There's going to be different kinds of it. Uh, obviously, and this weather school kind of explains how it develops and how it's, it's really kind of hard to predict sometimes uh, with all the, the weather, with the thermals, all the temperatures going on and the inversions, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so let's just get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. Hey, it's snowing. No, wait, it's sleeting. I think. What's it doing out there?
The type of winter precipitation varies quite a bit depending on where the freezing line is located in the atmosphere. Just a tiny change in altitude of the freezing line can make a huge difference in the type of precipitation that falls. Add in an inversion of warmer air, and we've got a complete mess, not to mention a forecasting nightmare. Let's take a look at the different types of winter precipitation and how it forms. Sleet is one type, often mistaken for hail. They are basically the same thing, frozen raindrops, but they are formed very differently. Hail is manufactured from a violent updraft in a thunderstorm. Water droplets are propelled upward at high speeds and freeze once they pass the freezing line way up in the atmosphere. The frozen raindrop then falls down into the warm layer, only to be propelled back up by the updraft. This up and down motion continues until the hailstone is too heavy to be supported by the updraft anymore, then it falls to the ground. If you dissect a hailstone, then you'll be able to see the layers the stone went through in order to form. Hailstones can range from small peas to the size of softballs, depending on the strength of the updraft. Sleet, on the other hand, forms much differently. Snowflakes in the mid to lower layers start to thaw as they fall to the ground, then refreeze, creating ice pellets or sleet. Sleet is generally the size of BBs and doesn't get much bigger. On very rare occurrences, a thunderstorm could form in the winter and we could get sleet and hail. Many times it's hard to tell the difference between the two, but if you look closely, then you'll be able to see the differences. Sleet will generally have an opaque appearance due to the snowflake melting into a raindrop and then refreezing into an ice pellet. Hail is normally harder and many times translucent you can oftentimes see the rings in a hailstone, but sleet is generally one dimension. Freezing rain occurs when warm air in the low to mid levels melts any frozen precipitation into liquid. A shallow layer of much colder below freezing air at the surface is not enough for the raindrop to refreeze, thus it will hit the ground as liquid. And since the surface air is below freezing, then the liquid rain will form a glaze of ice on objects at the surface, which is what we call freezing rain. If this process continues over a long period of time, then it is considered an ice storm. Ice storms can cause incredible damage, bringing down trees and power lines and making travel virtually impossible. Grapple is an interesting thing. Grapple is formed when supercooled liquid water droplets freeze on a snowflake. It's usually smaller than hail, but will look white and sometimes confused with hail or sleet. To tell the difference between the two, pick it up. If it's softer and falls apart, then it's grapple. The best way I like to describe its appearance is like the cotton portion on a Q-tip. And finally, the most common type of winter precipitation is snow. 
a pretty frozen dendrite that falls from the sky. There are several kinds of snow, too. One kind is the simple prism. A simple prism is a hexagonal or six-sided snow crystal. These flat snow crystals look like small slivers of a pencil, though they can have ridges and other features. Simple prisms are the smallest of the snow crystal shapes and can't be seen by the naked eye. They are also the first stage of a snow crystal's growth. While some snowflakes keep this shape, others will grow branches and facets and take on other shapes. Stellar plates are flat snow crystals that have six arms stretching out from a hexagonal center. Snow crystals' shapes are partly determined by temperature. These crystals form when the temperature is between 5 and 10 degrees Fahrenheit. Needles are an interesting type of snow crystal. These are, as the name implies, small, thin crystals that resemble needles. They start as flat, long crystals, but as the temperature gets colder, they become three-dimensional needle crystals. Stellared dendrites get their name from the word dendritic, which means tree-like. These snow crystals are what you probably picture when you think of a snowflake. Stellar dendrite snow crystals have branches stretching from the center, and the six branches can also have branches. Fern-like stellar dendrites have six branches that look like the branches of a fern plant. If you've ever experienced powder snow while skiing, you have experienced these fern-like stellar dendrites. These snow crystals can also be seen with a magnifying glass, as they are usually around 5 millimeters in length. Wow, that's a lot of information on winter precipitation. Whether it's snow, sleet, freezing rain, or grapple, you'll now be able to identify the different types and impress your friends. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. There you go. That weather school explains it a lot better than I can just babbling up here. <laughs> uh, so it's time for the next segment, which is in other news. I got a couple of things here. Well... Um, the first significant snowfall targeting the northwest and northern plains uh, is an early sign of winter. This is this one is from uh, CNN. Uh, it's uh, showing basically, eh, you know, Montana. Uh, Straight across Montana, there's a like like extreme western North Dakota and northern Iowa, mostly in Montana and in, in far north. Um, oh, my mouse just quit. Everything just quit. There it is. My, my computer almost froze up. Uh, I hope everything is going okay. Okay, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> it's It's been a day. So um, they're talking possibly, oh my gosh, 20 inches, 
20 to 30 inches on a wide swath? <laughs> oh, my Lord. Uh, yeah, it's going across there. And it's saying the first significant snowfall of the season is on the way. Uh, so some, ele- you know, many high elevation areas will be buried in more than a foot of fresh snow. Surge of cold air and deep moisture will spread from Washington and Oregon through much of Montana on Tuesday. That's today. Before a potent storm drops from the northwest Tuesday night. So they're going to get hammered. Uh, yeah, let me see what else is going on there. They were talking about uh, temperatures are going to plummet Tuesday night and force many high elevation locations to fall well below freezing. Temperatures in the northern Idaho will drop into the teens by early Wednesday morning, while parts of northwest Montana will bottom out in the single digits. Wow. The combination of frigid air... And ample moisture will set the stage for heavy snow to develop Tuesday night. Six or more inches of snow could pile up quickly uh, at uh, at the wait a minute, quickly at pass levels of the Cascades. Oh, the Cascade passes. Uh, yeah, yeah it, okay. Anyway, you can read it. it what it's going to do is going to snow, and that kind of makes sense to me. Remember when it, when I said at the in the A block that. That big trough is going to drop down to Arizona. That's going to make southwesterly flow coming up here. But it's also going to draw some cold air in. I mean, that's 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 goodness. That's going to be bad. And they say by Friday, significant snow accumulations will come to an end over the northern, but a few flakes will still fly across the U.S.-Canada border until the storm fully uh, goes into southern Canada. So if that's just uh, a hint of what's going on, it's kind of scary, I guess. Uh, we're, we'll go more into uh, uh, what we think is going to happen. Corey and I have been talking about doing another winter weather outlook. Uh, again, he's he's working his tail off, so I'll I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, the other thing last month, last month, last week, I talked about the hole in the ozone was the biggest uh, in our in Antarctica. Uh, it was the biggest it's ever been, but now in October. Uh, it's closing up, which is good. We need we need that. And they said warmer air is moving in. Whew. So, you know, if you're an ozone aficionado, yeah, well, it's it's closing up now. So, <laughs> gonna help that radiation, and we'll go from there. So, well, okay, two things I got. We got to talk about two things. Number one, Branson is getting ready to go into Christmas season. November first, I think this this year it starts on October thirty first. <laughs> Christmas, can you imagine that? All the Christmas shows they're just starting next week. Uh, we've had a little incident at the Hughes, not bad or whatever, but uh, there I may be subbing a lot more in uh, that in in upcoming November than I have. I've kind of backed out of it a little bit, but we'll, we'll kind of see how everything goes. I'm not complaining. I love that Christmas show. And if you are in town and looking for a show to see, definitely, definitely go to the Hughes Brothers Christmas show. They've, we've got several shows at, at our theater, but uh, I'm really proud of that Christmas show. And we sell out all the time. And it hasn't changed much. You know, if something's not broken... You know, don't fix it. Just just let it go. We, we change a few things every now and then, but the second half is just incredible. So I'm going to be busy with that. Plus, I'm working with Marilyn and Joy. I'm going to try to get them on. the Marilyn and Joy and Carl, we were on uh, last year. I had them on. I want to have them on again. Uh, Corey is, like I said, he's, is working. So since I'm doing my thing and Corey's doing his thing, 
uh, the, uh, I'll do the podcast. It may not be every week. <laughs> I'm going to try to do it every week, but you may find it popping up at a different different time. If his day off is maybe Thursday, we may do a podcast on a Thursday. Or if there's some significant weather event coming up, I may do a special, um, especially if it's going to affect the Central Plains, which is us. So we'll have to have to worry about that. And tomorrow we get to Shara, Corey, and myself. We get to go to Hollister Middle School. No, not middle school. Uh, elementary. We're going to talk to some third graders. We love doing that. If uh, if you are a school teacher and you're in your weather program or whatever, Corey is a has got a great little program to show the kids. We we've done it anywhere from kindergartners to high schoolers. We we can come and talk to to your group. So uh, just message us, direct message us on our Facebook page. We'll hook you up with Shara. Shara kind of coordinates that. It's always fun. And the the big thing for me is when we go to these little these little events, especially the younger kids, third grade and younger, these kids are so fascinated with weather and and they have all these questions. I love questions and they ask us all these questions and it's fun. You know, and tornadoes of course are a big one. You know, some of them are thunderstorms. We try to explain thunderstorms, how they develop. So and you know, you shouldn't be scared of them. You should respect them, that kind of thing. And we'll I'm sure we'll talk about some winter weather. But but yeah, it's it's just fun. We just really love doing that. So anyway, that's why I wanted to tell you, uh, it, uh, November is always like this. So I'm going to have to coordinate it with Corey. Maybe we'll do this. I'll have some guests, podcasts, you know, uh, guest hosts, co-hosts on at some point. Or I, you may be stuck with me. I enjoy doing this thing, and I hope you enjoy listening to it. We're not going to have a weather word of the week this week because just because it's me. <laughs> All right, so I think I've blabbed long enough to, to wrap up. Enjoy the warm weather if you like it. It is going to end. Uh, if you like rain, Corey is a pluviophile. There's a word for you. I'm going to give myself a ding. A pluviophile, so that means a, a lover of rain. And uh, it's going to happen this weekend. Not looking at flooding So at this point, because it's going to be kind of sporadic. Uh, we'll see. The ground's kind of dry. It may come in. But, uh, yeah, we'll try uh, to get podcast out next week. Freeze could be a coming. Watch our page. We'll be talking all about that. So, all right. I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to wrap this thing up then. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like and follow our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have us show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this week. So join us next week, hopefully, for the <laughs> next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. Thank you.